If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. You always have to keep going to another level. So I stand on the shoulders of my successes and my trophies, but I don't sleep in the trophy room. What up, what up, it's Los Antonio. Welcome back to No Sleeping in the Trophy Room, the conversation fueled by motivation, experience, and truth. And for this season, we're stepping outside of the office and checking into the gyms to have active conversations with individuals who are rooted in their purpose, but also thriving in fitness and wellness. So it's only right that we kick things off right here in New York City with the chosen one, Edgar Balanga. He's got a title fight next week in Vegas. And we're in here to see what's on his mind and what goes into his winning process. This is No Sleeping in the Trophy Room. Keep it right now no sleeping in the trophy room yes, talk to me a little bit about your intro into boxing who gave you your first pair of gloves how'd you get into the sport um i got into the sport because of my dad you know i was uh i was seven years old um my dad just came home so you know my mother was raising me and uh i was hype i was a hyper kid you know yeah. what i'm saying always a lot of energy a lot of energy they didn't know where to put it at gotcha my mom didn't know where to put it at my dad didn't know one day we driving, and my dad stopped by a boxing gym. He seen his homeboy, wound up being a trainer, trained a whole bunch of kids, my age, six, seven, eight, nine. So he goes, yo, you got a son? He's like, yeah, how old? Oh, seven years? Bring him. So my dad comes to me, he's like, you want to start boxing? I said, yeah. He's like, I want to, you know, something new. I was like, all right. Took me to the gym the first day. You know, he started going three times a week. But it just so happened I was a natural. You know, I was just a kid that was just, I was naturally born to be skilled. Like, either if, if it was boxing, baseball, basketball, football, I would have been at the top of the top, any of those sports, you know? I feel like I was a natural, but that's how I started. My dad put me in the sport, introduced me to the sport. Bullets, boy. Working, not wishing. Working, we ain't, we ain't wishing on it. Working on it. So, when did you realize that, yo, this is like, that you could take this and go further? You know what I'm saying? Like, I know, I'm sure the gym that you first went to was like around your way. Yeah. But when you realize, like, yo, this could be a career, I could take this further than the block right now. Um, I was around like 15, 15, maybe 16. I noticed, like, damn, I could, I could really do something with this. I could make a lot of money. Yeah. 
I could become a star in this sport. You know, I had, I had all the, the tools. I had a lot of charisma since a kid. I had that it factor that you step in the room, you step in the gym, all eyes on you. And that was me growing up. And anything I did, it was like that. So, you know, and I had, I had the skill. I was naturally born talented, man. So I had the skill. And, you know, son told me, my dad told me, he was like, yo, listen, man, if we take this far, you can change your life your mom's life, your family's life. You could just live a different life and be at the top of the pinnacle of boxing. And that's where I'm headed now. Straight up, absolutely. The chosen one. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. So is that where that, where that name came from? Like what was um, that, like, the origin of The chosen name? one, well, they used to call me Pachanga. When I was when I was young, yeah. you know, Carlitos was oh, Pachanga. Oh yeah, Pachanga, yeah. yeah, he's the one who laid down my, that, was, that was my first name, you know, and uh, but then when I turned pro, I was like, damn, I don't want the name Pachanga, you know, I want to change it up, but I wanted something from the Bible. You know, like some, I wanted some, like I wanted God to speak to me. So mm-hmm. my dad was like, yo, watch this movie, uh, King King David versus the Goliath. Oh, wow. A documentary, so I was like, I watched it. I just watched the whole story, how everybody slept on him. Nobody knew he was going to be king. You know, he was a peasant in his, in his village and nobody knew he was a chosen one. Right. So when I seen that said, and then the guy, you know, there was like, he was chosen. I said, oh, I'm, I'm gonna name myself the chosen one. There's a couple guys out there that was the chosen one, but I said, my name's gonna hit different, you know? You got a big fight next week? Yeah, October 9th, baby, on ESPN. Yeah. The biggest fight of the car. Um, I'm the biggest, well, I'm fighting on the biggest card of the year, Deontay Wilder versus Tyson Fury. So, you know, it's something big, you know, it's gonna be millions of viewers on there. You know, I'm, I'm the main event on ESPN, so it's gonna be something crazy. Man, and, and just talking about that, you're the main event, like everywhere you show up. You know, like, yeah. I mean, whenever you, you fight, you bring the stars out. Yeah. You know, people are attracted to Edgar Balanga and the energy that you bring to the building, to the ring, to the sport of boxing. What is it about you that you think that, you know, people just gravitate towards, you know? Um, you know, it's, it's weird, man, because a lot of these, Big, big, you know, I'm a celebrity, but you know, there's levels to celebrity, you know what I'm saying? And I feel like for those type of guys, you know, the Lil Wayne, the Fat Joe, the Tracy Morgans, Daddy Yankee, Unwell, like, and this goes on, man. Like, these people gravitate towards me. Like, it's a different type of love that I get from them. You know, I got these guys on, on a phone dial, you know, like I call them whenever I want, they pick up, they guided me. You know, Fat Joe is one of my mentors. Tracy Morgan's a big mentor in my life. You know, that dude called me every day. He called me last night, he called me the day before, and he just guides me in the right in the right direction. You know, and I just feel like it's my charisma, it's the energy that I bring out that, you know, they feel it. So they see something like that, they're like, damn, we gotta support the kid, you know what I'm saying? It's gonna be something great. I'm already picturing a victory. Oh yeah. I'm picturing it all. I'm gonna jump up on the ropes. I'm a fucking monster. Let's go, baby. I'm a fucking monster! I'm a fucking monster! So, you know, when you're when you're proving your ranks, you know, you're always pro- proving people wrong, right? You're always proving people wrong that you are the better fighter, you deserve the bigger, better fight, right? What are some of the obstacles that you've gone through when trying to prove yourself to the next level? Like, you you know, there's people that, that deal with, you deal with haters, you deal with people who just don't believe, you deal with people who 
you know, who really want to challenge you? What are some of the things that, that you've been through as you've been climbing the ranks to the top? Um, you know, right now, all eyes on me, like Tupac said, you know, and that's, I feel like that, you know, all eyes is on me right now. So I feel like I got to perform to my best ability. You know, right now, I have a lot of haters. I have a lot of people saying, ah, uh, this dude, you know, he's a fluke. He's a guy, he, he don't have that type of punch of power. You know, he's fighting tomato cans. He's fighting Uber drivers. Um, you know, the list goes on, man, like with the haters, but it's all, you know what I noticed, man, in life, anyone that hates on a person that's becoming successful, they're always gonna have less than you. Because a person that has more than you will never talk bad about you because they focus on their own shit. You know, they focus on what they doing. It's always the people that's home, that's eating McDonald's cheeseburgers and Big Macs with a belly out here sitting down, you know, criticizing another person, man, and I feel like it's wrong, um, you know, I'm doing this for my family, you know, and, and for my loved ones. And, you know, I work very hard, been doing this for 18 years. And, you know, it wasn't an easy, an easy task. You know, it wasn't easy for me or my family. You know, we struggled and uh, we got to this point, man. And, you know, now it's a breaking point. Now, you know, I'm on the verge of becoming one of the biggest rising superstars in, in the sport of boxing. So, Edgar. Big zone, baby, big zone. Let's get this work, baby. Let's get this work. Whoever said, whoever said putting in work is easy, lie, baby. Ain't no sleeping in the Chobe room. The man got fight week next week. He's, he's in here showing us what it takes to be a champion, what it takes, you know, to come from the bottom and make it to the top. It's easy to get there, it's even harder to stay there. Let's go talk to the monster, man. Yo, Edgar, man. For any, for anybody who's on their way up, man, we got 30 seconds. What's some advice you could give to any fighters on the way out trying to make it to where you at? Work hard, focus, discipline, keep your circle small Ten. and tight, and pull God first. Right. Let's get this work. Sir. So I want to talk to you about July 21st yes, sir. and what that date means to you, July 21st. Last year, obviously, you know, the needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage egg and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cut off ba da ba 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 pandemic hit I was supposed to fight uh, March 14th of last year at the garden I had a uh, pop smoke walking me out made him rest in peace he wound up dying two weeks before before uh, before my fight and so pop smoke was supposed to walk you out yeah he was supposed to walk me out like he had we had that already settled and all that and uh you know then, you know, he died, rest in peace, to pop smoke. And then uh, then the pandemic hit, you know, literally the day before my fight, they called off the fight saying that, you know, it was it was going to be a, a New York State shutdown or whatnot, et cetera. Um, so, I, like, last year, I knew it was going to be my breaking out year. You know, I knew I was going to break out and to become something huge. And obviously win the, the, the 2020 Prospect of the Year, you know, award globally, not just in the state of New York or not in the state uh, in the United States. Globally, I won. Uh, 2020 Sports Illustrated Prospect of the Year. And uh, yeah, man, but I, manif I manifest that, you know, and I told myself, I told my family that uh, I was gonna blow up 2020. You mentioned something just now that's like really important. I feel like it's something that's important in my life, but I've seen something, like, obviously it's important to yours. You mentioned the word manifestation. You said you manifested all of this. Yeah. Uh, I wanna know about, you know, what's your relationship with manifestation and just how how important is that in your process? Everything that I've, that's happening to me right now, I manifested, I prayed on it and I believed it. 
you know, um, me becoming, you know, the face of Puerto Rico, um, which I am. Uh, Say it. I, talk that, talk that. I, I, I manifest it. You know, I said it. You know, this was 2014 when I see Miguel Cotto fighting and I see the crowd going crazy. I said, I told Pop Joe, this is going to be us. It's going to be us. We're going to have the Madison Square Garden sold out. You know, and um, th that, that's the things that I do, man. You know, I look at, you know, all the, you know, Warren Buffett, you know, my man DJ Khaled, Fat Joe, Tracy Morgan, you know, these type of guys, man, they successful. But, you know, P. Diddy, another one, another yeah. another dude that I look at, I go on YouTube and I look at all his motivational uh, speeches and everything, the things that he says, and it's just positivity. You know, you just got to speak good. When you speak good and, and, and you believe it, you know, and you, and you and you think about something and you go after it and you go hunt it with no breaks, man, everything comes true. No, no. about Diddy, you brought him up. He has this famous quote, it's uh, even Ali had a coach. So, I mean, you have an amazing coaching staff here, man. Like, what is it that you look for, that your father looks for in, in a coaching staff? You know, you're, you're a world-class fighter, so you can't just be training with anybody, man. So what, yeah. is, it that, what is it that you look for in somebody who's, who's, who's bringing you to a W? Um, just consistency, you know, I just want to be around somebody that's been there before. You know, my coach has been, at the top of the top of the pinnacle of boxing. They've been at the top. There's no going past that, so they've been there. So they know what it takes to get to that level. And that's, a, that's what I wanted. You know, I needed somebody in my corner that's gonna take me to that level because they know, you know, it's like a saying that says, you know, how you gonna take somebody to that level when you haven't even been there before? You know, it's impossible. I'm driving a shit. I don't gotta look back because I know for sure nobody's putting holes in a shit, you know what I mean, to make a sink. So, you know, everybody's on their, on their job. You know, my dad, you know, the list goes on, man, with, with the names that, that's just doing a tremendous job and, and my team, man. And uh, I feel like to become successful, you gotta have a strong team. You gotta have a positive team, man. Like I said, man, I just like, you know, keep things positive, keep things um, in line, and you know, sky's the limit. Uh, you know, you mentioned like, you know, you're, you're the it guy for Puerto Rico right now, the poster boy for boxing for Puerto Rico. Man, you got like Miguel Cotto, Tito, Tito Trinidad, all these legends, man. And now you got Edgar Balanga yeah. carrying the flag for the island, man. What does it mean for you oh. to, to, to carry one of those flags? You know, it's to carry uh, the flag for the island. Listen, man, it's truly a blessing, you know, for my island to accept me because, you know, I wasn't born in Puerto Rico. You know, I was born in Brooklyn and Bushwick, uh, White Cove Hospital. So, you know, like what Fat Joe said, he said it's crazy because, you know, not even him, Big pun, Macho Camacho, they, they had this thing of saying, ah, he's a New York Rican, he's a, ah, they from New York, he's a New York Rican, and you know, with me, it was like, the whole island, man, opened up their arms, like, yo, he's one of us, you know, and they, you know, you see, man, uh, all the, the Latino celebrities, you know, the, the reggaetoneros over there, man, they all mess with me, you know, Daddy Yankee, Anuel, Joey Randy, Farruko, the list goes on that they brought me in, like, yo, this is family, this is our champion for the island, you know, this is the next face of Puerto Rico. This is the next, you know, this is the, not the next, this is the new, you know, cause it's, it's, it's me that's here now. It's, I'm a different face and um and a different weight class. Uh, but uh, you know, it's a blessing, man. Like I thank God for it, for the opportunity and I'm ready for it. So, I mean, that's, that's super exciting first off, because, um, you know, you're representing the entire island, man. But what I want to know is, you know, there's a lot of things, there's a lot of social media that goes into this new wave of boxing that's going on. It's like a lot of promotion is going on. Um, what was your take on like just, you know, some of the things you see, you see like uh, fights on Triller, you see fights on different platforms. That's a little different from traditional boxing. You the real deal. Yeah. 
how do you how do you feel about just the new wave of boxing that you're seeing coming up? Um, you know, right now is uh is opening doors up for more people and bringing more eyes to the sport of boxing. For me, in my eyes, you know, you got the Jake Pauls, the YouTubers, and all that. You know, people, you know, boxers and people hate them because they, they say they're not real boxers. But uh, I look at it like, you know, they bringing more eyes to boxing, man. You know, they making they making it, you know, more better for us. You know, as far as you know, even getting paid, man. You know, Jake Paul did the right thing his last fight. He upped a lot of other fighters out there that wasn't getting paid on that night. He, he gave them money. You know, he lost a million dollars from his purse to, to give out to, to those fighters. But, uh, you know, back to what you were saying, man, like the, the eyes, that's the most important thing. You know, if you can have grab different crowds of people to bring them into the sport of boxing, it's better for us, man, and there's more money. Listen, man, I'm not trying to grab the eyes of a diehard boxing fan, you know, because they're going to watch regardless. Yeah. I want the person in the corner store down the block watching me. You know, I want to walk into a, a dry cleaner spot. Person I don't know about boxing say, "Oh, I'm watch I started watching boxing because of Belanga." You know, you know, a little kid that's growing up that, that that's a hockey fan. You know, I wound up turning him into a boxing fan. So that's that's the type of, you know, that's the mindset that I got for, for my career and who I am. We're in the middle of talking about it right now, but we're reporting live from the zone. We're about to get back to work. You know, Edgar got a whole lot of work to do. I'm gonna join him. Keep it locked. This, this is no sleeping in the trophy room. Keep it locked right here, man. Let's get this work, baby. Let's get this work. So that's part one of our cardio for right now. Now we're going to go in the altitude chamber, which is about 9,000 feet. And we're going to do 30 seconds on, 30 seconds off, 10 rounds. Speed is going to be a minimum of 11 miles per hour. But again, we're in the altitude, so the lungs are going to be burning in there. All right, so we're live and direct, no sleeping in the trophy room. Coming to you live from a high altitude chamber. I'm here with Coach Scooter, the monster, the chosen one, Edgar Belanga. And we're about to get it to tweets is watching. So Edgar, I did my due diligence. I went on, to, I went on Twitter, I searched your name, saw what people were, uh, were tweeting about you. I got a couple tweets right here. I'd love to get what you think about what people had to say about the monster. Yeah. First tweet is, Edgar Belanga is setting up to be one of the greatest knockout artists of our time, no cap. That's the tweet. How do you, what do you think about people who are saying things like that about you? Um, you know, it's an honor and uh, it, just, it just goes to show you that my, my hard work is paying off. You know, for me to get to this point, to have people tweet, tweeting stuff like that about me is amazing, man. It's a, it's a, it's a great feeling. Makes me want to go extra harder in the gym. So another tweet is, the thing about Edgar Belanga is that he's gotten people to care about his career one way or another. Not a lot of fighters can say that. So um, that, that person is absolutely right. You know, I got great people on my team, you know, such as my, my strength conditioning coach Scooter, you know, that who believed in me, you know, since the day I started with him. And, you know, we haven't took off our foot off the gas, you know, uh, and not just him, there's, you know, Andre Rozier, Gary Starks, my dad, Edgar Berlanga Sr., yeah. you know, the list goes on, Keith yeah. Conley, that the team, you know, really cares about me and my health and just, you know, who I'm gonna become, not just in boxing, but, you know, outside of boxing. Somebody else said, Edgar Berlanga was eating punches like pasteles. Go Boricua. That he was eating punches like pasteles. Oh, uh, my last fight, right? Right, yeah, right, Yeah, I, right. I took a, a couple good shots, you know, and I showed that I got a good chin, you know, from a very good puncher, that guy that's, that he's also a knockout artist type of guy, um, you know, but that just comes with the territory, you know. Boxing, obviously, you're gonna get hit. It's just, you know, how you can take the punch. 
That's a big gem right there. Anybody could get hit, but it's about how you take a punch, about how you come back. Miles an hour, 13 right now. Going to 8:30. Blew a fuse. That's it. We blew a fuse, Edgar. Yeah. We in the zone. We officially made it to the zone. We blew a fuse right here in the high altitude. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada ba ba ba. At participating McDonald's. Okay. spending you know uh time with us all the best next week um continue to do your thing my brother god bless man thank you so much appreciate you man much love man Edgar Belanga no sleeping in the trophy room we're here baby let's get it you always have to keep going to another level so I stand on the shoulders of my successes and my trophies but I don't sleep in the trophy room If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Ba -ba -ba -ba. At participating McDonald's.